Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Well, amen. Welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Brother Jeremy Simpson. And uh, this is episode 19, uh, released on Friday of this week. And I am so thankful for you um, listening. Such a blessing. And I've dealt this past four podcasts with the battle of bitterness. And it's not an easy subject to think on. It's not one that you want to uh, listen to. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's a necessary uh, necessary uh, thoughts that we need to have. Uh, you know, most people, you know, they're going to deny it, <laughs> that they have some type of bitterness. Uh, some people, you know, they just want to live and say, oh, I don't, I don't have that going on in my life. But the truth is, a lot of us do, and uh, you need the Lord to help you to understand it. And then some folks will just disregard it. Well, it's not that big a deal but uh, how we need to defeat it. And so I hope that you'll not deny it, and I hope that you'll not disregard it, but I hope that somehow you'll, through the power of the Holy Spirit, defeat the, um, the root and the bitterness. Hopefully the root has not got to fruit. That's the danger of the root of bitterness that Hebrews talks about, is that it could come to the fruit of bitterness. And we talked about the strength of bitterness. We've talked about the seed of bitterness. We've talked about the signs of bitterness and also the spreading of bitterness. But I want to look at on this podcast the suicide of bitterness because bitterness is actually physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual suicide. It affects every facet of your life. Now, it will affect others. Some people bitter, uh, and they're like porcupines. Uh, they may have a lot of good points, but they're hard to be near. <laughs> Did you hear that? Some people that's bitter are like porcupines. Got a lot of good points, but you can't get near them. Harsh, critical, judgmental, sarcastic, filled with anger. And then there's a lot of people that's like icebergs. They're bitter and they're like icebergs. They're cool and aloof and, pol- and uh, politely uh, indifferent, but they're all surface and they don't need anybody and most of their problems are beneath the surface. But if we'd be honest about bitterness, we can get some help. Let God reveal it. Let grace respond to it. And let good replace it. Let God reveal it. Let grace respond to it. And let good replace it. Now, I want to look at the suicide of bitterness. Because bitterness is suicide. Emotional. Mental, physical, spiritual. And there's a passage of Scripture in the book of 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter number 17 is where I want to look today. And there's a man by the name of Ahithophel. And the Bible said, Ahithophel said unto Absalom, in verse 1, Let me now choose out 12,000 men, and I will arise and pursue after David this night. And I will come upon him while he is weary and weak-handed, and I will make him afraid. And all the people that are with him shall flee, and I will smite the king only. And I will bring back all the people unto thee. The man whom thou seekest is as if all return. So all the people shall be in peace. 
And the saying pleased Absalom well and the elders of Israel. Then said Absalom, Call now Hushai the archai also, and let us hear likewise what he saith. And when Hushai was come to Absalom, Absalom spake unto him, saying, Ahithophel has spoken after this manner. Shall we do after this manner? If not, speak thou. And Hushai said unto Absalom, The counsel that Ahithophel hath given thee is not good at this time. And then down verse number 23, And when Ahithophel saw that his counsel was not followed, he saddled his ass and arose and got him home to his house, to his city, put his household in order, and hanged himself and died and was buried in the sepulcher of his father. This man, Ahithophel, was so eat up with bitterness, he allowed it to drive him to suicide. And listen to me, the cause of God is always greater than the man who represents it. Now, in this passage of Scripture, there's no denying that David had sinned. But that was not a reason to leave the, God, uh, the cause of God. But Ahithophel was a person who could not get over the sin of David. He could not forgive. And here in this passage of Scripture, David sinned, but Ahithophel left God's cause because of another man's sin. You cannot justify your bitterness just because you discovered sin in somebody else's life. And it could be in a place of high responsibility. But Ahithophel got so bitter that he could not forgive David. And he let that bitterness, really and truly, if you want to know what happened, he allowed it to drive himself crazy. And we're talking about a man, before you start taking, um, you know, shots at Ahithophel, you, you need to understand this was a good man at one time. He was a good man. I hear the Bible tells us in Second Samuel chapter 16, he was a friend to David. Uh, the Bible teaches us that he was a friend to Eliam, who was one of David's mighty men. In fact, he was a captain uh, of, of, of David's mighty men. Ahithophel was a great man. He was the grandfather of Bathsheba, uh, the daughter of Eliam, and he was the great, uh, the grandfather-in-law of Uriah, who was the Hittite. But here's the point. Here's a good man, a godly man, a good friend, a good parent, raised his family right. He's a friend of David. He's the father of Eliam. He raised his children right, and he let one man's sin cause him to lose it. He was an example at one time for everybody in Israel to follow. He was an example of loyalty. He was an example of being trustworthy. And you know where it all came down to? He started trusting in man instead of trusting in God. Started trusting in man instead of trusting in God. Again, I think we could find the root of that in pride. Don't be throwing shots at Ahithophel. He was a great man. But he was so grieved by the sins of David and the adultery that took place in 2 Samuel 11, where the Bible said that, that, that David took Bathsheba. Now, considering the fact that her grandfather was Ahithophel, a good godly man, and considering that her dad, Eliam, was a good godly man, I'm going to just tell you right now, Bathsheba was not a harlot. Considering her upbringing, she was not a harlot. 
she was, I believe with all my heart, Bathsheba was a good person. In fact, I believe that Bathsheba instructed Solomon, and that's where we get Proverbs 31. She was a godly example to him. But David saw her bathing from the rooftop, and that was not an uncommon thing. That's where the women would bathe. And he took her. I believe he forced her. I believe he 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 took her. I, I see that in that word took. She was mourning for her husband. She was brokenhearted in 2 Samuel 11, verse 26. David killed her husband. Uriah was such a good man, and, and David committed a terrible sin. And, and, and you know, the worst part about David's sin was that he did it against three of his closest friends. He did it against Ahithophel. He did that against uh, Uriah, who was loyal. He did that against Eliam, who was loyal. And those men loved David and would have given their lives for David and had fought for David. But David betrayed their love. He sinned against love. It's the worst kind of sin. But guess what? David got right with God. Bathsheba forgave him. God forgave him. Apparently, Eliam forgave him. The entire nation forgave him, but there was a man that couldn't. His name was Ahithophel. And though he was great, and though he was right in feeling that grief for what David had done to his granddaughter, he was wrong by not getting rid of that grief when David asked for forgiveness. If you had found Ahithophel earlier before his bitterness, he would have probably killed you for the accusation that he brought against David. The accusation that he brought against David, he probably would have killed someone for bringing that before he got bitter. But the Bible teaches us he conspired against Abs- with Absalom, who was a traitor. He counseled Absalom wrongly, condoned Absalom, he condoned Absalom for what condemned David. You see how bitterness works? He he condoned Absalom for doing something that he condemned David for. His unforgiveness had led to that bitterness and caused him to despise David. I'll tell you something about bitterness. It'll cause you to go to the grave. The Bible teaches us that Ahithophel went to the grave. In chapter 17, verse 7, he was reproved. And and sin does need to be reproved, even sin of unforgiveness. He was rejected. He, He left everything dejected and despondent because of the hatred he had in his heart. And in and in despair, he hung himself and died. He couldn't see the cause of God was greater than than the man who was represented it. Boy, there's a lot of people get caught up in that trap. Because guess what? I'm not a perfect pastor. I'm not a perfect person. Your preacher, if you're not a member of Thanks to Calvin, you're listening to this, your pastor's not perfect. Our leaders are not perfect. But don't get caught up in the trap of getting bitter towards someone. If you'll keep your eyes into Jesus, the same passage that talks about not letting a root of bitterness spring up, the same passage says, looking unto Jesus. See, there's no sin in having bitter experiences. There's no sin in being done wrong. That sin, uh, that bitterness could involve a person. It could involve a problem. It could involve pride. But bitterness becomes sin when you don't deal with that bitter situation biblically.
to harbor that evil thought, to harbor that past hurt, that past sin toward another person for hurting you, toward God for allowing some problem, toward yourself for some failure. It's a common problem. Here's the truth, and I'm going to close down this podcast. Here's the truth about bitterness. Bitterness has to be realized. It's there. Bitterness has to be removed. It's time. And bitterness must need to be resisted. It's true. Oh, how we need to guard our hearts and not allow a seed of bitterness, a root of bitterness, to become fruit of bitterness. I hope these five podcasts, uh, number 15 through 19, have been a help. I don't know. I do know who it was for. It was for all of us because we all deal with that bitter taste in our mouth at times. But we can't allow it to take root. God bless you. Be salt. Be light. Be a testimony. Get out there and serve God today. If you're listening to this late in the evening, get out there and serve God tomorrow. And let's win somebody to God for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you have a wonderful day.